Hello, this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, here with co-publisher Marcello Yaya. We have a 40-page paper packed with election news. We couldn't even fit everything in. Our lead story by Sean Mulcairin takes an in-depth look at the state constitutional convention. It's one of three propositions that New Yorkers will be able to vote for on November 7th. And it turns out, according to a recent Siena poll, half of New Yorkers have never heard of it. Our readers will have heard of it and be very well informed. We also have a story um, about David Bowdish, who was surprised to find himself on the ballot running for Rensselaerville supervisor. Um, he, when we called, actually quoted to us William Sherman saying, I will not accept if nominated and will not serve if elected. Interesting story on how that, that happened. Christopher McManus, who is vice president, was vice president of the Gilderland School Board and had served one full term and a year, um, has resigned. He said it was a tough decision, but he couldn't give as much as he wanted to the board with new job responsibilities at the Division of Budget. And the school board is quickly trying to find a replacement for him and plans on November 8th to have a meeting in open interviewing candidates. So they are urging anyone who's interested to get an application in. Our editorial this week focuses on the need to vote and to be informed as a voter. Carol Coogan's artwork shows suffragettes looking into the future and being dismayed, puzzled, and horrified that this hard-fought right to vote is not being used. It's estimated that only a third of Americans will go to the polls. We urge you to vote. Local elections matter. They're things that affect your day-to-day -day life. And <laughs> at the Constitutional Convention vote last time in 1967, 40% of the New Yorkers who went to vote didn't even vote on that. So the important thing is to be informed as well as to vote. Okay, putting away the soapbox, moving on to a calmer column by Dennis Sullivan, who looks at Halloween traditions, and ends with a heartfelt thought about a writing class at the Voorheesville Library and how it's possible to meet souls of people we love in other ways. Tons of election letters. I'm not going to name them all. These first two pages are from Voters in Burn, and it's a full slate on both parties, and we think a lot of the reason the Republicans have so many people running in a Democrat-dominated town is the Republican highway superintendent, Randy Bashwinger, has enlisted many of them. Turning the pages, we have two full pages on Knox letters, where things continue to be contentious between the camp supporting Amy Picorni for supervisor and those supporting the incumbent Vasilios Lefkadidis. An important letter here from Dr. Timothy Mundell, who's the superintendent of schools at Knox Westerlo, reminding people there's a vote, two propositions, one, the larger one, to do repairs at the elementary school, the other at the high school to upgrade technology in particular, 
and the district is saying that the impact of the new project to taxpayers will amount to $1 per month for 64 months. And here we have New Scotland letters where there's a hotly contested race for the town board. And last week we had a lot from Republicans who wrote in about what they considered to be anti-business sentiments. And this week we're hearing from the other side in response to that that it is not true. Gilderland election letters, um, another uh, very hotly contested set of races. Uh, one of the candidates, a challenger on the Republican line, criticizing the town board for the um, reval problems. Others writing in support of the current team in Gilderland. And of course, the caregivers is having their annual gala coming up. And the VFW in Altamont has several events there's also a Down Rent Wars singing of songs by George Ward in New Scotland. The Old Men of the Mountain, some, some much appreciated humor in the midst of all the political strife. And a letter from Ken Stokem urging us to pay attention to our environment. More political letters from Westerlo. Councilman Bickman reacting to earlier letters and asking if the negative letter writers don't see the efforts of their fellow citizens. Anita Marone, one of those letter writers, talking about the need to be treated as equals. Now we move on to news with a very sad story by Elizabeth Floyd Mayer about a young man who was riding a bicycle uh, last Thursday, pre-dawn in the dark, and um, Roger Sawyer uh, was hit by an SUV and killed. We then move to our profiles. These are from Gilderland, where Brian Fort is challenging on the Republican line incumbent Peter Barber. We also remind you of Beulah, our news hound letting us know that you shouldn't vote blind. You should read these issues-based profiles so you can see where your views line up and vote intelligently. Um, a familiar face, Kathy Burbank, longtime head of the Chamber of Commerce and enrolled conservative, is running for the town board on the Republican line. Paul Pastore, Democratic incumbent, running to keep his seat on the board. Michelle Coons, another enrolled conservative, running on the Republican line for the Gilderland Town Board. Patricia Slavic, an incumbent Democrat, running to keep her seat on the board. Lynn Buchanan is not challenged in her receiver of taxes role. Jean Cataldo is not challenged in her town clerk position. The two incumbent Democratic judges Richard Sherwood and Denise Randall are also unchallenged and all of these candidates have interesting things to say about their philosophies and what they do. We have the community calendar with many, many Halloween events and anticipating Thanksgiving events coming up. 
Our business corner features the ribbon cutting at Mill Hollow Apartments, which are now open. It's the site of the old Bavarian Chalet, and anyone who dines there will remember how beautiful it was and still is. There's also something new at Crossgates Mall. Lucky Strike Social has done away with their gaming arcade and put in what they call Modern Round, where um, replica guns can be used to shoot at changing videos in various scenarios. The libraries, as always, are packed with events for young and old alike. There's an orchid auction going on at the library in Colony. Sean has written about the Voorheesville School District audit, which found it was in good shape, and also it plans for its playground. The goal of raising $200,000 has been surpassed, and that will be built with the help of the community soon. Senior news was interesting this week. Daniel McCoy, Albany County Executive, came up to dedicate the access program in the Hilltowns, where at the Senior Center, uh, at certain times, people can get help. And he was met with some uh, kind of hostile questioning about more services that are needed. Um, Charlotte Fuss was particularly outspoken about the need for senior housing. It's not fair, she says, that um, the elderly have to move off the hill because there's no affordable senior housing here. And we have an in-depth look, as we noted from the front, on the Constitutional Convention. This is a, an engraving from the original in 1777, in the midst of the Revolution, where the Constitution was written. Historian... Bruce Deerstein has um, lent his expertise to understanding past conventions, and you can hear him on a podcast as well. This is Article 2 from one of the earlier conventions, best known for giving um, African Americans, men that own property, stringent requirements, the right to vote. And here we have, from the pages of the old Altamont Enterprise in 1967, local men, Republicans, running to become delegates. Blotters, we have um, arrests as always, and there was a puppy stolen at Crossgate Small, a West Highland Terrier from the store there. And then we're into profiles finishing up in Bern. Earlier, H. Rose Schneider had interviewed the candidates for town board and supervisor, and every race is contested. Rick Otto and Mary Alice Mulgard are running on the Republican line, challenging Democratic incumbents Albert Raymond and Alan Zook to become town justices. For assessor, there are four, four people running to, for two slots. We have Jen Wright, Kim Collins, Brian Crawford, and Melanie Bunsey. There um, the Anita, Anita Clayton, the current town clerk in Bern, a Democrat, is being challenged on the Republican line by William Keel. And finally, tax collector, the incumbent Democrat O'Malley, Gerald O'Malley, is being challenged on the Republican line by Joanne Brady. At the bottom of our page, there was a big turnout, over a thousand people for the 
Kildren High School Class of 2020 fundraiser, Big Truck Day. Here kids are just transfixed to see what liquid nitrogen will do. <laughs> Here's a little boy walking by a very big plow. We had um, some sad news this week on our obituary page. Robert Weedman, who was a Korean War veteran, married 58 years, died. Roger Sawyer, the young man killed in the bicycle accident. Just stellar remembrances from his coaches and teammates, as well as, of course, his mother, um, on what a tough, tough wrestler he was, but also kind-hearted young man. Frank Pimentel's wife just shared some wonderful memories of, his, of her husband with H. Rose Schneider. And I wrote about Morag Stauffer, who was a very passionate woman, helped people on the other side of the world teaching in China, brought one of her students over here, started the first, was the first director and helped bring the first group home to Altamont. Just passionate about so many things. Classified ads, if we don't have it, you don't need it. Lots of legal announcements, and here we have a deer picture of Little Red Riding Hood with her wolf in a double, I mean, her dog in a double costume as a wolf and a grandmother. And the Super Dogs Canine Club, a 4-H group, is seeking more members. Also, the Grand in Gilderland Center, the rehab and nursing home, is going to have trick-or-treat for teal pumpkins, they call it, which means kids that have allergies can feel safe trick-or-treating there. And it's the end of the sports season, so Michael Koff is working overtime covering many, many games. This was the final hurrah for both the Gilderland football team and the Voorheesville football team. And we admire the coach there, Sapienza, for benching four of his players right before the big game. And they lost because they didn't follow rules. Also, end of the season for soccer, and that was true for all of our schools now, are out of the running in soccer. And here we have the Dutchmen from Gilderland in their last game, and Voorheesville as well. Some good news, exciting upset for the Bulldogs, the boys' soccer in Burn Knox Westerlo, but alas, they lost 6-0 to zero in the Class C sectional quarterfinals. That concludes our week. Have a good one.